one thing we have to understand, which we do understand, is that being a child of God doesn't mean trials, persecutions, temptations, challenges have ceased. Amen. It's a wrong doctrine to tell you that once you become born again, once you come to Christ, all your problems are finished. Amen. Amen. <laughs> when you come to Christ, the Bible says, Behold, all things are become new. It means you have to see that these things are becoming new. Amen. It doesn't become new on that same day. You cannot compare a child that was born today to a child that is 10 years old for them to have the same understanding. Amen. God works with us stage after stage. You have to be trained from pre-nursery to nursery. From pre-nursery or from nursery to class one. There should be stages of development. There should be stages in your belief system. The manifestations of God is not um, a, something that you snap your finger and it happens overnight. Amen. You have to increase in knowledge. That's what the Bible says. You have to increase in the understanding and also increase in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Amen. It's your increase in the knowledge of God that determines how you see the manifestations of God in your life. Amen. There are dimensions that God operates where he works with us based on our understanding of who he is, what he has done, who we are in him. If you don't understand your place as a believer, the devil will toss you to and fro. If you don't understand the keys that God has given you to unlock doors at certain times, you you get to a point and you have a key, but the key is not for that lock. Amen. Prayer is the key, right? But the key to which lock? Prayer is the key. key. But the key to which lock? I can give you a lock, but lock now. And I give you 25 different keys in a bunch. Amen. Or there are 25 persons. And I share those keys among all the 25 persons. Everybody has a key. And there's one particular one, which is a challenge that every, all of them are facing. And it's a door. Everybody will try their key. But only the person who has the right key can open that lock. Amen. That's why we need to understand the systems of this world. Why we do that, we have to understand how God operates in the world. How the Holy Spirit operates in the world. How we we can put our angels to work. Amen. How to be able to discern which key to use at which particular time and to which lock. The fact that those 25 keys are given to different persons means there are 25 different locks. But because that particular lock on that particular time was meant for one particular person who had the right key, doesn't mean that those other people don't have the right key. They have the right key, but they're before the wrong lock. <laughs> Amen. They all have the right key to the right lock, but the lock that is before them is not the right lock. And only the person who has the right key to that right lock can open that door. Amen. So that many times we pray and the answer doesn't come because we are facing the wrong lock. We have the right key, but we are facing the wrong lock. The Bible says we pray and we pray and we don't receive because we ask amiss. Why? Because we pray. Prayer is the key. But we are praying amiss because why? Our motive is wrong. The lock that we are facing is what? It's wrong. We pray we don't have the answer instantly. We are facing the wrong challenges. When Jesus Christ told the disciples in Mark 11 that have faith in God, whosoever shall say to this mountain, he was talking about a specific lock, a specific challenge, a specific mountain, a specific problem. 
and the only problem the only uh, key to unlocking that particular key or the only thing is uh, answer to that particular mountain being approved there was what faith there is faith there's hope there's belief there's trust there's righteousness there's holiness there's humility all of them are various keys working for a particular purpose at a particular time needed for you to unlock a particular lock at a given time you can be very anointed but because you are very arrogant some doors will not open you can have the word of god from genesis to revelation you can quote all the various scriptures but because you lack humility the Bible says God resists the proud. He gives grace only to those who are humble. Amen. Amen. If you don't have trust in the will of God, you can pray from sun down to sun up. You will not have the answer because why? You don't trust in his will. Being born again doesn't mean challenges cease to exist. Instead means they will multiply. For every level, there's a new devil. The, the more God is raising you up, the more challenges you meet. In Joga, they tell you, the harder, higher you go, the colder it becomes. <laughs> but there's, 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 a, there's a limit you get to. There's a level you get to the atmosphere that the, 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 that law becomes reverse. Amen. Which means as you pass that level of, of for this dimension, that the higher you go, the colder it becomes. Once you pass that ceiling, what happens is that the higher you go, the warmer it becomes so there's always a ceiling for us children of god to break you get to a point it becomes harder and harder as you're working with god it seems as if it's becoming harder and harder all you have to see is to walk by faith not by sight don't look at the system that has been put before you walk by faith which means i should see beyond this level which means this system this law has to be reversed every bird that wants to fly doesn't have it easy from the get-go there's always an issue where they have to press down before they lift up. All the birds can fly in the sky, but which bird flies the highest or soars the highest? An eagle. All of them struggle to get to the height which they need to fly comfortably. But when the eagle gets to that point where the, the turbulence in the atmosphere, where the wind blows easily, they don't beat their wings again. They only soar with the movement of the wind. That's the point where the higher the, the, the eagle got to, the easier it became. So once you are working with God, the beginning will always seem difficult. But once you have the bigger picture, just know that let me persevere. Amen. We all say normally in, 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 in the normal adage that persevere conquers difficulty. We keep saying it, but we don't do it. <laughs> we keep saying it, and you cannot persevere without being patient. And you cannot be patient without being humble. <laughs> and you cannot be humble without trusting the one who leads you. Amen. God's plans for us, the Bible says, they are plans of peace, not of evil, to give us an expected end. So what is the end of the eagle? To soar on the wing. The Bible says we shall be mounted with wings as eagles. Why? Because the eagle will struggle to beat, to get out of that point. But when it gets at that height, which is its, its, its destination, it manifests its true nature by just hovering, following the wind. The Bible says... As the wind blows and it listed the direction it takes, so is everyone born of the spirit. You don't know where they're coming from or where they're going to. Amen. When the the, 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 the eagle is on the wing, on, on the wind, soaring, do you know where the wind is coming from? But the eagle can detect 
which direction the wind is blowing hardest to be able to counter it and still flow. The fact that breeze is coming from the right doesn't mean an eagle will only flow, uh, uh, fly towards uh, uh, backwards. It can still fly through the wind because it knows how to navigate the complexities of the wind. So which means we have to sit and calculate and look around us, look at the challenges we go through, sit and think. Most of the time the Bible tell you that Selah in the book of Psalms. What is Selah? Pause and think. Why should you pause and think? Pausing and thinking means you have to sit and reflect, meditate on these things. You pause and you look around you that these things, what is happening? You pause. You don't just act by impulse. Sometimes you may regret your actions or your words itself. You pause, you reflect and think. That takes me to the scripture of today's service. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 22 verse 22. Talking about the key. Amen. Amen. Talking about the key. Isaiah chapter 22 verse 22. Let me just read from verse 20. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Amen. Hilkiah, Isaiah. Verse 21 and I will clothe him with your rope and strengthen him with your girdle. And I will commit your government into his hand. That's what taking authority from one person to another person. I will strengthen him with your giddle. I will commit your government into his hand. That's change of authority. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That's what? Leadership. That's what? Rulership. Amen. That's servanthood. The fact that you're a leader means you're the first servant. Amen. Amen. That's what we call servant leadership which means you have to serve you have to lead by example you lead by serving but most of times that the society that we work in is not doesn't work that way a leader becomes a boss a boss gives orders a leader leads the orders <laughs> a boss gives what orders o r d e r s a leader lead the orders o t h e r s amen amen Says unto the house of Judah. Remember, Judah in the in the Bible means what? Praise. Amen. That's why Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. He should have he could have come out from the tribe of Levi, which was the, 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 the priesthood. But he did not come from the, the lineage of the priesthood. Amen. He, came, he did not come from the lineage of Benjamin. <laughs> or uh, God. Or uh, 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 what was that his name? <laughs> But he, or Joseph even. But he came from the tribe of Judah. A tribe of praise. Amen. Verse 22 says, And the key of the house of David. Once I give you the key to my house, what am I giving you? I'm giving you authority over my house. The fact that I say, take this key. This is the key to my house. I trust you. My house is my place of solace. My house is the place where I go and find rest. So once I'm giving the key to my house, I'm telling that I trust you that you take off my house the same way I took, I can take care of my house. Jesus, the Bible says, and the key of the house of David, not the keys. Not the 
keys as in many the key talking about one and the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder when the Bible talks about the shoulder the shoulder is talking about the place of authority the shoulder is the one that carries the head the Bible talks about Jesus Christ in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 right talks about the government shall be upon his shoulder I was talking about who Jesus Christ the government shall be upon his shoulder the shoulder is the one that carries the weight See, I will take the key of the house of the and will lay upon his shoulder. Why is he taking the key of the house and then laying the key on the shoulder? The key here is talking about what? Access. The fact that I gave him my key to my house means I've given you what? Access into my house. Though I have confidence in you, but yet I'm give, that's why I'm giving you access. I'm giving the right key to the right door, to the right lock. Amen. It shall be upon his shoulder. Shoulder means you're carrying what? Responsibility. That's why even in life or in, in, in English, they tell that you're shouldering responsibility. <laughs> you shoulder responsibility. And you must have a strong shoulder <laughs> to carry a certain level of responsibility. That's why if you're developing white hair, you should also realize that the responsibility is unbearable but you have to look for means to bear it either you look for support system that's what some of us got married so that both of us can help ourselves to shoulder the responsibility when it's way too much I complain yeah. what am I doing I'm leaning one of my shoulders since I'm taller than her it drops on her shoulder so she becomes in code worried on my behalf so <laughs> <laughs> so I don't take the the, the, the the challenges on my shoulder alone. What do I do? The, fa- the fact that we came together to share everything, you are my helpmate. We are helping one another. So you must help me carry it. Uh-huh. Amen. It should be 50-50. So who should you complain to? <laughs> Upon his shoulder, it says, so he shall open and none shall shut. He shall open. None shall shut. So you have the access, the key, the access to the house of David. It is upon your shoulder. Responsibility has begun unto you. You shall open. None shall shut. You shall shut. None shall open. There are, are the decrees that you make as a child of God. Nobody can change it. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you, not unto another person. That's why we are called to pray. Just can't say watch and pray. You shall decree a thing. You as an individual, you shall decree a thing. It shall be made established unto you. Whatsoever you shall say. And it has to be by faith. Amen. You shall open. So you determine when to open, how to open, why you even open. Once you don't have the right key to my door, as I open and I enter and I shut it, you're outside, can you open it? No. Unless I determine to or decide to open it from inside. So our destiny is in our hands. Before we used to pray that our destiny they forgot the hand. No. God, <laughs> our destiny was in God's hand when we were not born again. The day you became born again, God gave us access. He gave us the key to the kingdom. He gave us access to the throne room. 
in Hebrews chapter 4 verse in the Bible says we should come boldly unto the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Why? Because we have been given access. The Bible says we all have access by faith unto the Father. In the Old Testament, we do not have access. Only the high priest had access to the Holy of Holies. But when Jesus Christ died, in, and in, in, if you read Matthew chapter 27, the Bible says the, 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 the tent that was in the temple was torn from top to bottom, which means everybody could now see into the Holy of Holies, which was not be, so before. Now we have the access. So if there are many things that we are praying for we are not seeing means we have not yet entered before the throne of grace. We are still scratch, get, scratch, get scratching. We are still seeing ourselves as servants, not as sons. A son can get into my bathroom at any time. My daughter can enter my bathroom at any time. She doesn't need access because she's already born into the household she already has access by divine will and by divine birth or by biological birth but a stranger outside will need permission not just for the room but for the door itself not even for the door for the gate so that different levels of access you come and press the bell if i come and i say no you're not the person which i need i don't open but once i open you i'll give you access to the courtroom if I trust you again, I open the door. But to get into the bathroom, you have to be a son. And God has not called us to be servants. He has called us to be sons. In the book of John chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says, For as many as received him, to them he gave the power to be called the sons of God. Are you ask me, me I'm a woman, where am I inside? Sons are men. Uh, we are for boys. So now that I'm a, I'm a lady, what happens? In the book of, in the, in the, in the, in the, the vocabulary of God, or in the dictionary of God, in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28, the Bible says there are neither, there's neither male nor female. We are all one with God. So don't say because I'm a lady means the Bible has to be changed to issue of feminism. No, we are sons. Sons means people who have authority, who have been given rulership, who have access, who are members of the household. The Bible says we are members of the same household. Which means we all have that key which was given, which we are written in Isaiah 22, 22. Key to the house of David. It's upon our shoulder. We can open. Nobody can shut. We can shut. Nobody can open. So it's all about us children of God making declarations when it's necessary. There are things that we might face and we keep praying and hoping that it will change. God needs us to decree and declare. The Bible, I usually say this normally, that God blesses the works of our hands, right? He honors the works of our lips because we are born of it. There is no way I can sit now and I hear, I, inside the room, in the bed. And I don't run to. Why? I know his voice. And once I speak, hey, hey, big boy, he knows my voice. Because I say, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. So I know his voice. There's no way he will shout and I keep comfortable. <laughs> Maybe I'm drinking wine. Uh, he cried. You don't know what is happening to him. I gave birth to him, right? Yes. He has drawn near to me by connection, by blood. Bible says, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Why is it so? Because you should be closer. When you make eh, he should hear. Mm-hmm. Many of us pray and we think that God does not answer. We are not praying from the place of sonship. We are not asking from a place of sonship. We are, place from the, we are praying and asking from a place of servanthood. Mm-hmm. Many people don't believe in God, but when troubles come, they call on to God. Mm-hmm. 
Say, you call for me, I will not hear. And he has turned his ears away from you. But once you're born of him, no matter what, even if he messes himself up on his diaper, I will not reject him because he messed up. What do I need to do? I need to go. I'm like, <laughs> I pull it off. Take my time, clean it. Even look for at the, the noobs and cleanings if there's any small left over and clean. But does it mean that he will not mess up again next time? He will. Do I get do I start grumbling and cursing because he's messing up? Why? It's a process of growth. Many of us, even pastors, think that once a somebody comes to church and says, I become I want to receive Christ into my life, the person should become perfect. And the next minute the person does something, you start scolding and yelling as if you were born again the same day and you grew up. Or a child was born and child started, just came out from mother's stomach and says, doctor, I've arrived. Where's my the room? A key to my own room. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It ought not to be so. God knows that we'll always fall. It's a seven time you fall, seven time you rise. If he told the disciples that when they came and asked him that, okay, how many times should my brother sin against me and I shall forgive him? What did he say? Per day. 77 times 7 times in a day. Is it possible? No. Which means every second forgiveness should be in your mouth. So if he can tell you and he even said that if your earthly father who are wicked can give you good gifts, what of your, of your heavenly father? If your earthly father too can forgive you, what of your, more of your heavenly father? You, you became born again. Your salvation, you can lose it. That's another topic. The key to the house. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. <clears throat> in the Old Testament, he said, I have given you the keys to the house of David. Here in Matthew 16, verse 19, he's talking about the keys of the kingdom. The access, the virtuous access to the kingdom. Matthew 16, 19. But before we go to the 19, let's go back to verse 16. The Bible says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Because this, this story here is Jesus Christ asking the disciples, What do, who do men say I am? They say, Some say you are Isaiah, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So these people did not have revelation of who he was. All the other disciples were asked, saying that people said, Because they themselves should have known who he is and they should but they were telling him what other people were saying some say some say some say no revelation verse 15 said he said unto them but who do you say i am now you have told me what other people have said who I, I, I should be. Who do you say I am? What personal revelation do you have with me? What personal encounter do you have with God to be able to know the faithfulness of God in your life? There's no way you can stand and say God is good without experiencing God, God being good. You cannot give up what you don't have. I cannot get up one morning, I'm not married, and I go and start having a conference for married couples. How to treat your wife in the house. What understanding do I have about marriage? Which challenges have I faced myself and overcame them to have the experience to be able to teach others? You find I'm two years in marriage. I'm holding a conference. I'm expecting people who have been there for 14 years, 40 years to come and sit and they are listening to me of which they are supposed to be giving me the advice. That's what some of us pastors will feel. It's about holding such a conference, asking people who have been there for 15, 20 years to come and be the one to orchestrate the missing, come and stand. Want to teach you about how to treat your wife in the house. What do you know? Being anointed doesn't mean you know how to understand marriage, the marital system or how the marriage works. 
your experience is not my experience. <laughs> your challenge is not mine. So you need to get to a certain level, or I get up one morning and say, I want to have a, I want to hold a business summit. <laughs> How to have be a successful entrepreneur, farmer, not get up. I need to get garden. In this store, I don't have, I'm not even frying puff puff or quilly quilly. I want to teach you how to how to run a successful business and make it in life. I want to make billionaires of it. I'm strong to be a thousand years. Wisdom is profitable to direct. So, who do you say I am? What personal revelation do you have about me? The Bible says in verse 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus answered and said with smiley face, Blessed are thou. You are blessed, Simon Bar-Jonah. Bar-Jonah means son of Jonah. Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you. Don't try to understand God using flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is talking about human understanding. Try to decipher the way God works by using uh, 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 scientific methods. If the breeze blows like this, means God is saying yes on the left side. If the breeze blows from the top, means God is saying no. You don't understand God through those means. Say so flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Let me tell you, your personal understanding of God, which has to come from a person, a place of personal relationship, will tell me how you understand who God is. We can sit like this in church, but we all have different understanding of how God works. Because our challenge will determine how how we pray. Our challenge will determine how we access the various keys and how to unlock the various locks. That's why this, your personal relationship with God matters. We can come like this and we sit together and we worship God. Mm-hmm. But it's your personal relationship with God that counts. Salvation is what? Personal. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and mm-hmm. in truth. And you don't worship him in spirit and in truth outside like this. It's in your place, in your, in your closet, in that corner where nobody sees you. Most of the times, we need to go inside. You have to be inside. So when you come outside, people see the glory. People see the revelation. People see the manifestation. People see the light. That's why a lady who goes outside dressing her, her naked, <laughs> there's no glory that you're showing. Everybody has seen everything. There's no, there's no surprise factor. Everybody, ah, there's always an assumption that this is who you are. But you're that lady who you're decent in your dress, you cover up. People who are passing, hoping to see you naked. Most men want a woman who's covered to be a wife. But they want guess who are naked to be their side chicks. God needs you to cover up. So what are you covering up? You're covering up to build momentum. Where you, where you, where you are cooking, there are particular dishes that you need to keep the pot short. Why? So the heat should build up. The building up of the heat inside the pot makes the food to get ready faster. But once you open it, what happens? You release all the heat. So for you to manifest the dimension of God's love or God's glory, you need to cover up in a place of prayer. Amen. Amen. Says flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. He said, and I say unto you, you are Peter. Upon this rock, if I go back to to the Greek, it says you are. Petros. Petros means a piece of the rock or a piece of a rock. It says you are a piece of a rock, but upon this 
bigger rock which you have said, I'll be my church, mm-hmm. and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And what was the rock that Peter's that, that God, Jesus Christ was referring to? That word, you are Christ, the Son of the Living God. Mm-hmm. If you are Christ, he says, Because I am the Christ, I'll be my church upon the Christ, not upon Peter. Some of some people thought that when when Jesus Christ said upon, you are Peter upon this rock, he did not say upon you the rock. Upon this rock, which rock? That word, which is a rock of ages, the foundation upon which our Christianity is built upon. Upon this word, the Christ, I'll be my church. So the church, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the word Christ. Neither can it prevail against the church of God. The church of God has gone through persecution in times immemorial, and every time the church of God has always prevailed. There was a period where, during the time of Nero, the Christians, Christians suffered the highest persecution and were killed in their hundreds and thousands. The how was the word of God preserved? Anybody who had the Bible was killed and was burnt. How was the Bible preserved? How did the Bible still survive? Because people, the people took the, by the word of God and gave every family or every individual a page in the Bible and they all kept it. So the Bible still survived. Upon this word which you have spoken, Christ, I will be my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And who are we? We are believers. We are referred to as Christians, Christ-like. We are built upon the word Christ. How can the enemy prevail against us? It is your understanding that determines your level of manifestation. If you think that the devil is powerful, you will always walk with fear. But if you think that the Bible says, I have given you authority in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, behold, I have given you power, authority over the power of the enemy. The power of the enemy is not the same authority that you have. It's dynamis. It's what ability, it's tricks, it's devices. So we are not ignorant of his devices. So he has given us authority over his devices. So there's no way a device can become greater than authority. The fact that you can be cunning, a man with authority just says, hey, stop that. We have children, right? They are cunning. They always test the waters. So once you speak with authority, stop that. The cunningness all of a sudden disappears. Mm-hmm. The person comes to order. The devil understands authority. He has been in heaven. He understands understand authority. That's why we say out he goes because he understands authority. Don't go and stand out in the name of Jesus. Inside you are like, the, the, the demon not come jump can't enter me. You know, there are people like that. Yeah. So when they're praying in church, they're like, the people, they're like, they run outside. May the name come can't enter me. You are not even a baby. You are not even born again. <laughs> the devil will leave and jump and enter you. Why? It means you are empty. But the person of authority doesn't care because if there's no access between darkness to light. Once I became came into Christ, the door was open for me to enter. He said, I come, stand at the door and knock in Revelation. He will hear my, my voice opens in and I'll stop with him. So the day I opened my heart, my door, he came in and the door was shut. The Bible says we are all sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit until the day of salvation. So that seal has been done. That seal means the door has been locked. So how does the devil have access? He can only throw me water in the outside. But the trail, what do I know? I just go and be beside the fan. I don't need to use the towel all the time. I stand under natural air. What am I doing? Being patient. Not being moved. It's upon this rock. I will be my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We only always see ourselves upon that rock. That's why in TCG we say what? Putting Yeshua first. Why are we putting him first? That in everything we do, he's the same. It's our source. It's our foundation. It's our pillar. Nothing can break us. The level where we change and go to will mean new distractions, new challenges. But it's only telling us that we, there's, there's always a level ahead 
which is higher than this one. Verse 19, which is my focus, says, And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Unto you who? The church. I will give you the access to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And what did I say? The Bible says you shall decree a thing shall be made established unto you. The Bible says where, is it? where the word of the king is, there's what? Power, there's authority. So all you need to do is make the declaration. Heaven wait for you to act. Many of us will sit and we see challenges come. We're like, God, I know you heard, I know you, you, you think well of me. Uh, I, I let you, God's time is the best. At the right time, it will happen. God, I know you are fighting for me and you are making no effort. You are doing nothing. Heaven is sitting and like, I have given you authority over the devices of the enemy. You are seeing the devices. The Bible says you are not ignorant of the devices. How are you keeping quiet that heaven should act? Heaven is waiting for your command. So you speak it and just make enforce it. So it's not enough for us to sit and cry. God does not respond to our cries. He does not respond to our tears. He responds to our faith. Don't think that because you are born again, challenging, you go and sit and you cry from morning to night and you say, God, have pity on me. God does not need to have pity on you. You say, God, most of the time, from our words before we pray, we pray and beg. God, I beg you. <laughs> You're begging what has been provided. It means you don't understand that you are a son. You still think you are a servant. Jevera cannot come and meet me and say, Daddy, I beg for food. What does he say? Daddy, please give me food. The please is because she has to be polite. <laughs> give me food. Daddy, I beg for food. It means she doesn't know who, where, who she is. Daddy, please, can I go and sleep? You are begging to go and sleep. But the servant in the house who has been paid to do the chores of the house, who is feeling sleepy, will need permission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have not been be, be told to go. So at any time, you can still be called on to. So let's understand our place as sons. Understand that we have been given the keys. In the Old Testament, we have been given, we are given the key, access to the house of David. But now the Bible says in, in Matthew that we have been given the keys of heaven. So there are many locks. All we need to do is to find the right key mm-hmm. to every lock. That's why I said there's patience, there's humility, there's righteousness, there's purity, there's holiness, there's trust, there's faith, there's hope. All of these are various keys to open certain locks at at every given point in time. All you need to do is to be able to discern which key to use before which door. So do you know the key to use when you're facing challenges? You should be able to go to the place of prayer to get the particular key to unlock the particular door. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Always stay strong and be positive. God's plan for us are say his blessings are yes and amen. What's amen? Let it be so. What is yes? Confirmation. Affirmative. We hope you've been blessed by this message from the Tower Church Gathering. God bless you.